Hi there, I'm Tiara Vian, and this is KJZZ's Stories You Don't Want to Miss podcast. It's the latest stories from the week, designed to catch you up on some highlights from our community. And I say this every week, but thank you so much for listening. For the week of October 2nd, 2023. A judge this week denied the city of Phoenix's request for more time to clear the region's largest homeless encampment. The city now has just one month left to find shelter for the hundreds of people still living in the area. Catherine Davis-Young has more. Earlier this year, there were nearly 800 unsheltered people living in the downtown encampment known as The Zone. After several months of efforts to connect people with shelter, recent counts have been closer to 500. But the Maricopa Association of Governments reports people in Metro Phoenix are entering homelessness at nearly twice the rate they're finding shelter. Amy Schwabenlender is CEO of the Human Services Campus, whose facilities are at the center of The Zone. I hope people don't lose sight of the fact that whatever happens here right around us with the next you know 500 people that are unsheltered that's not the totality of adult homelessness in Maricopa County. Schwabenlender says the region's shelters are full with more than 5,000 people awaiting housing. Catherine Davis-Young, KJZZ News, Phoenix. In business news, Professional Volleyball is coming to Arizona for a five-week residency featuring some of the world's best players in a unique setting and format. Phil Latzman visited Mesa for a preview of what to expect as the volleys hit the valley. This past August, a record 92,000 people jammed into Nebraska's football stadium in Lincoln to see a volleyball match. It was the largest crowd to ever witness volleyball in person and proved that it finally arrived on the American sports landscape. Hoping to take advantage of its newfound popularity, Athletes Unlimited, the women's only network of professional sports leagues, is rolling out the volleyballs inside a retrofitted arena at Mesa's Legacy Park. So we have leagues in volleyball, softball, lacrosse and basketball. We're hosting our volleyball season here in Phoenix, um, and we play a little bit different style. So instead of having teams in different cities, we bring all of our athletes here to one place and play a five-week season and redraft our teams each week. That's Cassidy Lickman. She is director of volleyball for Athletes United, and after playing two spring seasons in Dallas, they signed a TV deal with ESPN to play in the fall and needed a new place to play. The Legacy Park Complex in Southeast Mesa, which filed for bankruptcy protection earlier this year, was able to accommodate. Looked at a bunch of different places and Legacy here in Mesa had what we needed and there's a lot of good volleyball happening around here so uh, and it's not a bad place to be in October, November um, so we're excited about it. Lichtman's also excited to showcase the sport here as it experiences a wave of popularity around the U.S. And so people have been able to watch it and the audiences have grown not only in Nebraska or Wisconsin but around the country and they're breaking records kind of weekly in the college season. Um, and it's just a great sport to watch. It's super fast-paced, really dynamic. Um, so once people see it, once they go to a game or see it on TV, they tend to come back. But volleyball has still struggled to gain popularity on the pro level here in the States, with many of the best American athletes forced to play overseas to earn a living. Lickman says other women's sports leagues have been able to piggyback on the success of the men's leagues. Why has it been so hard to get something like professional volleyball going in the U.S.? It's a great question because it's a huge sport. The numbers are pretty massive. It's the biggest team sport for girls in high school, ahead of soccer and basketball. Um, it's incredibly popular at the college level. 
I think one of the things that is hard for us is the men's side is not as popular. Deja McClendon is trying to change that as a member of Athletes Unlimited's Player Executive Committee. For me, it's really nice to see that people want to invest in women's sports. They see that it's a growing opportunity. Um, they see that we have a huge passion for it, and fans have a huge passion for women's sports. There's also a few local ladies among the 44 competitors, including the offspring of an Arizona sports legend, Willow Johnson the six foot three daughter of baseball Hall of Famer Randy Johnson. Um, I actually played a lot of sports growing up, but I gravitated towards volleyball. My older sister played, so I wanted to be just like her, so decided to play, but I did play baseball, softball, basketball, swim, tried everything. Johnson played briefly overseas after graduating from the University of Oregon. I mean, to be honest, I didn't even know much about professional volleyball until I got to college. I didn't even know that you could go overseas and play. But now she'll be playing professionally in her hometown, competing with and against players like Brooke Nunviller, an All-American from Gilbert, who also went to Oregon and made an international stop before returning home. I went overseas right away in Turkey to play professionally and so now it's just really exciting to come back here in the fall and you know not only come home to America and play professional volleyball but get to go in my home state in Arizona so that's going to be super fun to have just family and friends around everywhere. And it's a bit different from your normal volleyball match. While players compete on teams, there's new teams drafted each week and players compete individually for points. It's a really exciting way to play it because it is a team sport. The team wins matter the most for your points. But within that game, we're playing another one where you're trying to kind of get your own points. And at the end, we crown one champion, not a team champion. The competition starts Friday night at Legacy Park. And for the next five weeks, games will be played on Friday, Sunday, and Monday. Tickets start at $15 to see some of the world's best volleyball players. In Mesa, Phil Latzman, KJZZ News. And this is the Stories You Don't Want to Miss podcast. Thanks for listening. In Fronteras News. The U.S. government wants to change how it manages Glen Canyon Dam in northern Arizona to keep a disruptive, invasive fish from spawning in its waters and harming protected species. From our Fronteras desk in Flagstaff, Michelle Marisco reports. The Bureau of Reclamation announced Tuesday that it started a process to create alternative operations at the dam in order to keep the smallmouth bass from spawning downstream. The decision was based off an environmental assessment last year. According to the Bureau, warm surface waters at Lake Powell have gotten closer to the water intakes for Glen Canyon Dam as the water elevation declines. And now non-native fish can more easily pass into the Colorado River. The warmer waters from the reservoir are also increasing the river's temperatures. Reclamation wants to test reservoir releases that would disrupt the bass from spawning and establishing below the dam. A new comment period will be launched. Michel Marisco, KJZZ News, Flagstaff. In Tribal Natural Resources, which is supported in part by a grant from the Katina Foundation. Saturday marked the National Day of Remembrance for Indian Boarding Schools. As Gabriel Piacerazio reports, the scope of the school's dark legacy of assimilating Native children in Arizona continues to grow today. Boarding schools began popping up long before statehood in Tuba City and Kienta, cities like Phoenix and Tucson, and pretty much everywhere in between. 408 institutions have been identified by the Interior Department's Federal Indian Boarding School Initiative, 47 of them in Arizona, second only to Oklahoma. These two states tallied almost a third of all federally funded boarding schools nationwide, but those numbers are still climbing. 
The National Native American Boarding School Healing Coalition continues finding former institutions, with their latest list from August unearthing another 12 schools in Arizona. The group's national count has risen to 523. Gabriel Pietrazio, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Now from KJZZ Original Productions. From the show, here's a personal look at homelessness and its impact. Producer Nick Sanchez has the story. I always told myself that I would travel, you know, like next year when I was younger, and that would come, and then I'd, you know, say, well, I'll go next year. And then uh, finally I ended up taking care of my grandmother the last few years of her life. And when she passed away, that gave me the push I needed to move on out, you know. So we headed out, man. Went up through Amarillo, Texas, Grand Canyon, Las Vegas here, Tombstone, and back. Somehow I got stuck in Phoenix, though. <laughs> you know, which, you know, my, my wife, she left and dropped me off at the, uh, over the shelter downtown, you know. And I didn't have a clue what I was getting myself into, man. And uh, I guarantee you, I, I have been enlightened, <laughs> you know, to say the least. You know. Wish to God I could find the sign that reads, you are now leaving Phoenix. <laughs> you know, I promise you, I will not come back. <laughs> but I still want to go to Santa Monica and a couple other places. You know, I've never, never saw the Pacific. And there's just a few other things I like to see. You know, I'm, you know, I'm 53 years old. I'm pretty sure I don't have 53 more trips around the star. You know, <laughs> I've been homeless for a year now. Not the first time I've been homeless, but it's the longest. And that's my fault. Because I guess the best word I can come up with is habits. <laughs> you know. I've never let it carry on this long though. Yeah. I just came out to Avondale a couple of weeks ago. I come to this church a lot, you know, for lunch bags and stuff and someone give me the pamphlet, you know, whatever. They were doing all these different resources today, yeah. And I need a haircut. I've got an abscess, so I need to talk to Circle of the City and they prescribe me some antibiotics and stuff. Yeah. It, it's hard living on the street. You never feel safe. It's really bad. I mean, that's being mild. One night I was on my knees. I was out in Tennessee, City, you know. I was on my knees on a mattress. And you hear this every night, pop, 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 yeah. And then I heard, the two bullets went right past my head, man. And I hit the deck and come back up for a while. Those people are getting killed all the time, man. I mean, it's just madness. All I know is to survive. And you can really, really lower your level of survival if you have to. I mean, you will adapt because you have no choice. But a lot of that is the homeless people's fault too, though, you know, because they have all the resources there to help them, but they have to choose to take that help. Of, you know, they have to make that choice to go into LDRC and you know check into all the different programs and stuff that they have. You know, if you don't make that effort to do it, you know, then they say, "Oh, we can't get any help." You know, well, I mean, you got to walk in, man. We're grown, all right. These people are in a critical state, okay? They're at the bottom. And I feel like, just me personally, not because I'm homeless, they need to be treated 
that way, that, like they're in a critical spot, you know. And might have to get a little nudge, you know, to help them. So, well, I'm not going to make it, man. These people have been through things that people shouldn't have to go through, okay? And this is the Stories You Don't Want to Miss podcast. In science news, as satellites fly across the sky at incredible speeds, they can also make the jobs harder for astronomers on Earth. As Greg Hawney reports, new research shows that they can be some of the brightest objects in the night sky. Those satellites moving can leave streaks behind in images as they reflect light from the sun back to Earth. Some scientists are warning that as more companies launch satellite networks, such as Starlink, clear views of the night sky might become more rare. An international team of researchers, including some from the University of Arizona, studied the brightness of the Blue Walker 3 prototype satellite from AST Space Mobile. The researchers are calling for active tracking and avoidance strategies as satellite constellations become more common in the future. Greg Hawney, KJZZ News, Phoenix. And finally, in education news. On Monday, Save Our Schools Arizona delivered a memo to the state's legislative leadership, governor, treasurer, and superintendent of public instruction. As Bridget Dowd reports from our education desk, the group is demanding a plan to deal with what it calls massive overspending on school vouchers. Save Our Schools advocates for public schools and has been strongly opposed to the state's universal expansion of its school voucher program. Also known as ESAs, those vouchers allow families to use public funds to pay for a student's private or alternative education. The group's Tyler Couch says by the end of this school year, the program will cost Arizona more than $296 million more than the legislature budgeted. There are no surplus funds left in the budget to cover these unbudgeted costs. So we need an immediate plan to resolve the overspending and to rein in the program that also has zero accountability, zero oversight, and zero transparency. Those numbers come from the Department of Education's Quarter 4 ESA Voucher Report. Bridget Dowd, KJZZ News, Phoenix. And you've been listening to the Stories You Don't Want to Miss podcast, made possible in part by Helios Education Foundation and Alliance Bank, the Vitalist Health Foundation, the Intel Corporation and Beach Fleischman, the Arizona Community Foundation, and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Thank you for listening to KJZZ and for your generous support. I'm Tiara Vian, and this is KJZZ, your news and information station.